Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Dave Villa, and this is Game Changer Salescast. I'm excited about the show today. I'm extremely excited because we have an in-house guest, and we're going to get her on set here in just a few minutes. And um, I want to talk to you guys, though, about some statistics. Shannon, grab those statistics I gave you this morning and bring them into me. I'm actually going to flip the script a little bit, and uh, I'm excited. I, as a salesperson, you know, I love statistics, especially when they tell me how I suck. I like looking. I, I, I want to get better. And whenever I look and see, you know, whenever I see that there's a small percentage, there's a 10% or there's a 15% or 20% doing something that 80 or 90% of the salespeople are not doing, there you go, Lou, then I want to know what it is that they're doing. Because here's the bottom line. If, you're, if, you, if there's 100% of a pie and I have, I have you know, and I'm not getting – um, and, and I'm not getting what the 10% are getting. I'm, I'm kind of having to share, man, with the 80% or the 90%. You know, that's fine, except for the fact that I want to know what it takes to get into the elite class. So when I look at statistics, like I did this past weekend and uh, went over it with my sales team this morning, I think it was quite sobering when I looked at some of the things that we as salespeople face on a regular basis. So I'm going to talk about this with our guest when she comes on in just a few minutes. Um, and uh, But in the meantime, I want to read a couple of these statistics to you and uh, Again, this wasn't planned, so I'm just going to kind of flip. Thank you, Shannon. I'm going to flip this a little bit. Let me give you guys a couple of statistics that kind of blew me away. First of all, I think we all know this. You know, if you spend any time around sales teams, and this is really true. This has been true. It's less true today with my sales team than it's ever been. But the statistics are that the top 20% of your salespeople close 80% of your business. Here's the bottom line. When you look at that, you know, it's true. But I told my guys, I said, you know what? If you look and you see that the top 20% are closing 80% of the business, that statistic across the board, across the nation, across the world is true. But how does it, how does it, in order for it to be completely, in order for it to not to be 99% of the business done by 1%, it means that there are some people that are doing it right. And if you walked into certain sales organizations, you would see a situation where close to 100% or 85% or 70% of the salespeople were bringing in 80%, 90%, 100% of the business. So you need to flip that number. You need to be part of the 75%, 80% club in order to increase this percentage. Here's another one. 90% of salespeople haven't even read a sales book. You know, I hear this all the time, and I wanted to see if it was true. So I did a little, little research, and you know it's true. If you ask salespeople, and look, I hear this excuse all the time, I don't like to read. Well, guess what? Neither do I. I, look, I'm, I have ADD, and if I sat and lied to you and told you that I can sit down and read a book in an hour like my grandmother did, okay, then I'd be lying to you. But I can read something every single day. 
And I force myself to read something every single day. And look, how would you like to go into heart surgery and the surgeon go, hey, man, how you doing? I'm Doogie Howser. I haven't ever been to school, and this is my first operation. And by the way, I've never studied. You know, I'm just, I, I'm kind of winging it. I'm pretty good with a scalpel. I've always, you know, I, I was really good in biology class when we dissected frogs. So I'm going to do the open heart surgery on you. Are you ready? How would you like that? That, w- that would be the time I got up off the table and, and hightailed it out of there and took my chances with my clogged arteries. How about this? You go into a restaurant. And the chef goes, hey, man, are you hungry? Yeah, listen, well, I've never cooked before. I've never read a book, and I really don't know anything about ingredients. I just, you know, I think I, think I, think I want to cook. I think I want to be a chef. And that's kind of the same thing. Salespeople don't study. So 90% have never read a sales book. What are you doing by never, ever picking up a book and going, hey, I want to educate myself on how to sell better? I, I've never understood that. And, again, the, the, the excuse I don't like to read something doesn't matter because no one – no one in sales likes to read anything. Look, if you're really effective in sales, you probably don't have a long attention span, and, and, and you have to force yourself and put yourself into a process to get better. And that includes training, and that includes reading a sales book. Let me show you this here. This is pretty st- staggering to me. 80% of all sales. So let me start by breaking that quote down. If I say 80% of all sales, or if I say 80% of all of anything, if you're doing that thing for a living, if that's what you're doing to make your income, don't you want to know what 80% of all the transactions that take place, how they happen? Don't you want to know? So if, I, if I'm in sales and I, and, I make, and I make a living on sales, if I say 80% of all sales are. See, the, the, the second part of that statement is something that I've got my pen in my hand ready to write down the answer to because I want to know what the majority of what I do is and how it's being done. So 80% of all sales are closed after the fifth attempt. Well, that's great, except for the fact that two-thirds of salespeople only make two attempts. So if 80% of the sales are being closed after the fifth attempt, but yet two-thirds of all salespeople only make two attempts, what does that tell you? It tells you why you're not getting sales. See, sales statistics, to me, are staggering. They help show me not what's wrong, but what I can change to get myself into the elite class. That's really where it's at. I want to talk to you about being a professional at sales. The difference in someone who's an amateur at sales and someone who's a professional is not what you do with your time. You know, some people say, you know, if I'm a professional at something, it's what I do with my time. No, because you know what a minor league baseball player, and God bless them, you know, if you just went into the minors right out of college or you had to go to the minors for a couple of years and there's a pretty certain uh, stance and, and chance that you're going to be moved up and you have to go through that process, then God bless it. But what about those that have been in the minors for 10 years? Look, you're only making about 25, 30 grand a year and, and you're getting to travel and do something that you did as a kid. But the chances of you making it to the big leagues and making a lot of money are slim to none at that place at that point. So my question is this. If you're doing it full time, if you're doing it 40 hours a week, but you're not banking, you're not getting paid. The difference between a sales pro and an amateur is that pay, sales pros get paid. Amateurs don't. So if you're doing this full time, don't you want to get better at it? Don't you want to be a real professional at it. That's what I want to do. I want to find out what those that are in the 10% and 20% are doing because those are the ones who are earning the income potential that needs to be earned. And and, and so if you look at, if you're in real estate, you want to see, we have a guest on that's, a, that's an incredible real estate agent today. She's a luxury real estate agent and sells like crazy. I want to know if I'm in real estate what the best are doing. 
If I'm in car sales, I want to know, I want to know what the 40 under 40, according to Automotive News, are doing. I want to know what someone who's moving 30 cars plus is doing. If I'm in marketing sales, I want to sit close to the person who is making the most money and bringing in the most sales. What are the best doing? That's, that's really what it comes down to. So today, I want to talk about that. Today, I want to talk about what it takes to be a professional at sales. I don't care if you're selling widgets. I don't care if you're selling, if you're, if you're selling door-to-door newspaper subscriptions and newspaper is about to die. If, you, if that's what you're doing for a living right now, then don't you want to know what the best are doing? Because if you're not willing to know what the best are doing, then why do it? Why do it? Because sales is tough. Here's my experience with people who are making a living. Notice I'm not saying professionals because a professional, in my opinion, gets paid. Okay, amateurs don't. It doesn't mean amateurs don't do it for a living. It just means they're not getting paid. So if you are going to do this for a living, sales is a tough game. So if you're going to do it for a living, but you're not willing to do what it takes to become a professional, listen to me. If you're not willing to do what it takes to become a professional, then you're going to have a lot of heartache. You're going to get a lot of rejection. You're going to get kicked in the face a lot, and you're not going to make a lot of money. And you can go out and do something where you don't get kicked in the face. You don't get rejected and make the same money. So don't, don't stay in sales. If you're not willing to do what it takes to come to the top and do what it takes to, hey, I'm going to get kicked in the face. I'm going to get pushed around. I'm going to get rejected. I have, I have to prospect. I got to go after this. It's going to be work. There's going to be rejection. There's going to be no's. But, but I'm going to make the money. I'm a professional. If you're willing to do that, then you can rise to the top and you can do what it takes to be an elite salesperson. All right, listen, we're going to bring our guest on here in just a couple of minutes. When we come back from this very, very short, I want to show you this really quick. Come back from this very short 60 second commercial. We're going to have our guest with us live on set. We're going to talk to her about what it takes to be a professional in sales. We'll be right back. The best people are motivated by passion. You got to be motivated by where you're going. If you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. Amateurs see their situation through the wrong lens. When a sales producer knows they have something of value, what do they do? They challenge the objections. They challenge the excuses. They challenge every reason that would defer the decision to buy. If you're in the game of sales and you're not a game changer, then you're not going to make it. If you're not uncovering opportunity, someone else is going to get there. It's going to take the bold to make it past the breaking point. If you carry the baggage from last month, if you carry the baggage from last week, then you're going to suck today. Be daring, be first, be different, and don't ever give up. All right, guys, we're back. This is uh, Game Changer Salescast. I'm Dave Villa, and I am joined... And I've been looking forward to this day. We have um, Lisa Marie Kennedy. And uh, Lisa is in luxury real estate sales. And um, is it just she's going to talk about her new website and a new book here in just a moment as well. But she is at the top of her class when it comes to um, luxury real estate sales, which, by the way, um, you know, is, is a, it's a very competitive game, especially when you get into the, to the clientele and, and the types of homes that you're that you're dealing in. It's extremely competitive, and it's probably one of the um, one of the most uh, one of the strongest as far as sales uh, professionals that I've met. I know several people that are in this game. So, Lisa, thank you for coming up from Sarasota, Florida, to join us here in studio. How are you today? Thank you. I'm fantastic. I'm so happy to be here. 
Awesome, awesome. Well, let's let's just have a, a few minutes. Um, you, you were sitting in studio. You kind of heard what we opened up with, and I want to ask you. You know, it's because in your game, you know, it's you know, you don't have to. You know, the the, the organizations you work for, um, you know, especially as a real estate agent, you know, um, they advertise for you. Uh, you know, th- there's there's the ability for constant leads to come in. Obviously, you know, Florida is a transient area, so people are always moving in and moving out. So, I mean, there's the real estate agent that says, you know what, this is an industry where I'm licensed, you know, I can just kind of go through the motions and do what it takes and, you know, I can make a decent living. But then there are those like you that say the heck with that, you know, I want to go after this thing. And, and, and those are the ones I have friends that are, that are doing extremely well because they're not really selling for the, settling for the status quo. Do you see that in the industry you're in? I see it a lot in my industry. Um, there are over 6,000 real estate agents just in Sarasota and Manatee County alone. Mm-hmm. So when you think about that, those are staggering numbers, um, you know, and I, I want to be in the top 10. I want right. to be number one. So I'm, I'm on my way there. Uh, but like you said, folks don't want to do what it takes and they don't want to learn sales. That's what is mind boggling. They want to be a real estate agent, but they don't want to learn sales. They don't want to read a book. They don't want to watch a podcast. They don't want to do the work. Yeah, and it's amazing because it makes you wonder why you choose to get to get into a field that because sales is I mean you're going to get rejected in sales even if you don't even if you don't want to improve yourself you're going to get rejected you're going to lose a deal and I can't imagine if I'm not moving forward in sales with 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 such a momentum you know that's like almost mind numbing I couldn't imagine going through the rejection because it's already a setback I mean we're human but. Let me ask this. So, so let's just talk about that for a second. They don't read a book. You heard me say that ninety percent don't read books. Mm-hmm. That doesn't, you know, that doesn't even make sense to me. Um, they don't want to watch a podcast. I mean, hey, we can make it easy for us with ADD today because we can watch it. We can watch it on video. Exactly. You know, I can watch a podcast. You can you could check us out and learn something, take notes, you know, and actually watch something. So, you know, those that are in real estate that don't want to do this. I mean, it, it, it's, do you think that in five years they're going to be doing this? I mean, is it going to, does it thin the pack out? Does it make it easier for people like you? What do you, what do you think about this? I don't know if it makes it easier for people like me. It makes it, um, it makes them average mm-hmm. and people like us don't want to be average. Right. So there are some that drop out after a couple of years because they think it's too hard. There are some that are stay status quo under the radar and mm-hmm. just make under a hundred thousand dollars a year. And they're okay with that. Right. Um, and then there's, the others. Well, let's talk about this for a second. You mentioned that, you know, um, you know, you mentioned in, in the beginning, you real estate and you talked about the fact that, you know, you're, you're a salesperson and, you know, and you, they don't want to learn sales. And, you know, that's the thing that's always baffled me about, you know, sales, sales. I didn't wake up, you know, as a, as a young person and think I'm going to be in sales. I have a, that I'm going to have a career in sales. My father, uh, his own companies, he's an entrepreneur. He's probably the greatest salesperson I know. I interviewed him a few weeks ago on this show. And uh, he just sold a company for $22 million. And, you know, he's, he's now, you know, getting to a place where he's still not stopping. But, um, but the, the, I remember him telling me, and this is how I knew I, I was going to be in sales. I remember him telling me, you know, when, when I pestered him for something, he'd say, he'd say, I'll give it to you if you just shut up. Will you be quiet? Will you stop hammering me if I say yes? And, you know, enough of that happened that, you know, I, I realized I was good at it. And I realized I was good with people. You know, I, I would be the person if I hung out in crowds, you know, with my friends that I didn't, it, it wasn't a selfish way, but I always seemed to go to the restaurants I wanted to go to. We always went kind of where I wanted to go. I kind of led the pack. And I think that that's really what it comes down to. We're dealing with people. And if you learn how to sell and how to deal with people, you're going to do very well, especially in an industry like real estate. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. And uh, a couple of people that love me would say that I beat them down. Right. <laughs> you know, but but it's that persistence. It's it's going an extra mile. It's you know doing it over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And whether it's follow up or whether it's um, you know revisiting a, a certain idea, but uh, follow up I think is it's the biggest missing piece that mm -hmm. real estate agents just don't do. Wow. Let's talk about that for a second. So follow-up. I, I was reading a statistic, actually one of the statistics this morning. I'm going to see if I can find it. I wasn't planning on reading these, but they were so good this morning. But there was there was a uh, there was a, uh, a couple of statistics I read on follow-up. Virtually the statistic was that hardly no one does it. It's 80% of people don't follow up at all. Go figure that. It's, it's, it's like, I mean, it's like, it's like I, I guess I can't figure out if it's, if it's a lack of ambition. But I almost want to say that a lot of people that don't do this, it, I think that a lot of people that, that don't follow up, I actually believe that it's not ambition. I think that they actually think they're that talented. I really think there's a group of people that think I'm talented enough to get this in a one-call close or in a very short process. And therefore, if I don't, they're probably not gonna, it's probably not going to close. And I, and, and, and I don't know if you could, I don't know if you can actually, I don't know if that's even an accurate statement. I think that follow-up, if somebody can learn how to follow up, what, let me ask you a question. Following up, since no one does it and you do, what has that done for you in your business in luxury real estate sales? That's a great question. Well, I learned from Grant Cardone, mm -hmm. um, from Cardone University, that if you follow up with someone with a text within five minutes, you have a 300% better chance mm -hmm. of, of closing that deal. Hmm. So that statistic alone, um, I do have the bombbomb.com program where I can right. send them a video and it's branded. So I do that as soon as a client leaves. I'll do it for a follow-up, 60-day, 90-day, 120. Uh, but it, it's just it's really just touching them mm -hmm. over and over and over like we talked about earlier. Yeah. You know, it's funny, uh, Grant, and, and, and you know, I, I teach that as well in, a, in, just, in just over the years in sales training. But if you think about the um, – if you think <laughs> – there you go. If you think about the uh, the mics were pretty sensitive, so we got you. But if you think about that statistic, think think about this for a second. I, when you said that, text somebody within five minutes, you have a, what three hundred percent, three hundred percent increase in getting their business. If you think about that, somebody a long time ago, okay, said said this statement. A blacksmith way before technology was invented said to somebody, "Strike while the iron's hot." Mm -hmm. So if you think about that, it's been around forever. forever. The iron's hot. Somebody just reached out to you. You just got off the phone, or you just you know you just got a lead, and you text them within five minutes. Your 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 percentage increases because it's hot. It's now, and, and 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 you know that's just such a people thing. Mm -hmm. It's just such a people thing, you know, because in the day when attention spans are short somebody's going to move on to the next one. Somebody's going to move on to the next person, the next, the next lead, the next day, the next home. And it's, it's Everyone so competitive. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, how, how simple of a principle is, is that? If you think about that. It's the simplest. The simplest. Let me ask you a question. How important are referrals? You know, I was reading in these statistics about referrals, and, you know, I was going through and talking. I mean, I was talking to my guys this morning, and I read to them. I told them that, you know, um, the, the decision makers, 91% of customers said they would give referrals, but only 11% of salespeople even asked for them. 91% of customers said they'll give a referral. But only 11%. So, so that just is baffling to me. Now, maybe if you don't know the statistic, but what happens when you know the statistic, you know, and you've heard it, 
I don't. I don't think that. Incre- I don't think the percentage is going to increase that much. Well, that's so funny that you mention it because you said on your podcast last week that ninety. Per- there was a, t- um, a stat: ninety percent don't even ask for the sale. Yeah. So if you're not asking for the sale and you're right. not asking for the referral, I mean, it's the same thing. Right. It's the same. It's the same. It's the same reason. Yeah. It's like you know. Again, I'm. You know. You and I, I mentioned this. Thank you for mentioning. It. I mentioned it last week. That the whole thought process was like I don't think for a moment that a decision maker doesn't know that you're there to, to sell them something. They know that's there. But in, and sometimes we as salespeople, you know, we do such a strong job in the prospecting part and such a strong job of getting their attention and engaging them. A strong job in presenting it. And then when it comes to the close, we just. We just clam up. We just we're we're like, oh my god, you know, I'm just gonna. I, I, your voice changes, your tone changes. You know, you start to you know lose the confidence level. And I think the same thing happens with references. You know, I started applying that a couple of years ago, more than I ever have, to be honest with you. And I started asking people. You know, it's crazy. I ask them at the end of them signing up. So if they say I'm in and they haven't even used my program yet, I'll go, hey, I appreciate your business, John. Hey, let me ask you a question. You just bought this, so obviously you believe in it. You just purchased it. Give me three people like you that I can call, that I can go ahead and show this to. Listen, to sell them's on me, but just give me three people. And statistics show that customers that are referred by someone they know are four times more likely to buy. Yeah, that's awesome. But only 11% of salespeople ask. (laughs) I think, so let me ask you this. We have a couple minutes here, but let me ask you then, um, before I want you to tell our listeners about your book, your website, and you know, and where you're headed and what you're doing, because there's some incredible things that you're doing. Um, but I guess when it sums it up, you know, I think there's always going to be great, and there's always going to be good, and there's always going to be average. Yeah. But I know salespeople that have the talent level to move from average to great mm-hmm. if they would just apply some things that are difficult. Yes. Do you agree with that? I, I completely agree with that, and I think it all starts with consistency. Um, doing the same thing day in and day out, whether it's a training or a book or a mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel strongly about having a mentor and you know some, someone that's already where you want to be. Right, yeah. that's good. Yeah. All right, so tell us about your book. Okay. Tell us about your website. You have some great, exciting things going on, yes, I know. So, so talk a little bit about that and then um, before we go. Okay, awesome. So um, I am writing a book that's in the pre-launch stage. It's called Selling the Million Dollar Model. Nice. Uh, launching the secrets to, to selling luxury real estate, essentially. And um, we're going to be giving away the first two chapters of that to our listeners today. Your listeners. Awesome. Yeah. So we can go to um, uh, sellingthemilliondollarmodel.com. Okay. And my web developer uh, will have that up for us this afternoon. Awesome. And not quite done with our um, our big website, which is just my name. It's lisamariekennedy.com. Mm-hmm. It's going to have all the types of things on Sarasota and uh, things to do and, you know, current events. Yeah, I mean, and so I'm, I'm and here's the thing. Listeners, go to the website. We'll make sure we put this up on the on the show as well, sellingthemilliondollarmodel.com. Yeah. And, you know, and, 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 and I, I've went into many of those. Matter of fact, I just uh, sold a house down in Mir Bay in the back of John Cannon home, uh-huh. um, which I know you're familiar with, with uh, as well. But um, And uh, so I've walked into a, many of those models and um, and that's an art in itself. So Lisa is is talking about how to move, um, how to move the needle. And you know, if you can sell the million dollar plus model home, then you can sell anything. And so I love the fact that you're um, that it's in it's in building stage right now because you know it means you're doing something. And I know this is fresh right now. So I want our listeners to go to that. And you said what we can get the first two chapters. Yes. Awesome. So uh, they need to follow you on social media as well. What's your uh, your Twitter hand? Your Twitter handle is uh, at Lisa. Kennedy 
SRQ, right? Yeah, and that stands for Sarasota. Okay. And then that's also my Twitter handle as well. Okay. And um, on Instagram. On Instagram. And then on Facebook, I'm Lisa Marie Kenny because I just got married May 1st. Awesome. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Well, outstanding. Well, Lisa, I want to thank you. I know this has been very short. We only have a few minutes left in the show, but thank you for, for coming on with us. And um, and uh, you know what, hey Lou, we actually have about five minutes, right? Yep. All right, so you know what, we're just we're just um, because I just I didn't think about this. We are going to have to keep her on here on the set, right? <laughs> All right, we darn. <laughs> so we'll, we'll just talk a little more about um, sales. I want to kind of bring up something, guys. If you're if you're looking for training, um, go to SerialSalesPro.com. Some of you guys are watching it live. We're on Facebook Live right now. We're on DavidVilla.me, and we're also on SerialSalesPro.com. And uh, we have a uh, we have about 160 set. Uh, mostly inside sales training courses. And uh, we are watching people's income literally quadruple by using this uh, sales process. And in, in my opinion, it's the best inside sales training that exists. And uh, because we're in one of the hardest industries in the toughest industries, literally here, and that's selling automotive uh, general managers and dealer principals. And they get about 35 calls. If you're struggling over the phone at all, um, again, we're calling decision makers, guys who are making you know major money, who run multi-million dollar dealerships and groups that get 30 to 35 calls a week. They literally take these calls. I don't know why they take them, but they, <laughs> they take them, and uh, they're as skeptical as they get. So go to SerialSalesPro.com. We'd love to walk you through. Uh, my national training manager, Joey Perez, uh, will walk you through that site as well. And make sure you follow Lisa at Lisa Kennedy SRQ on Twitter and Instagram, and then look her up on Facebook at Lisa Marie Kennedy. Um, if you guys have any questions and you're on Facebook Live and you are posting them, Lou, if you got anything that uh, you want us to read, we'd love to read it. Um, so let me ask you, uh, Lisa, in a couple of minutes here, we've got a couple of minutes. Okay. Um, let's talk. What do you think? Um, what's next in real estate? I mean, in, in, in what do you think the, the market? Some people say the market's you know um, is dipping. Uh, I know that where, when I moved, uh, where, I, where I just left, I just bought some property over in uh, in uh, more towards the Nonsassa area off by a lake, and mm-hmm. um, and I moved over there a few months ago. And uh, but where I lived, there were like seven, six or seven homes that were one point four, one point five million dollar homes that were all for sale on yeah. the same street. Yeah. And um, where do you think the market is uh, is going? I mean, what do you what do you, what do you think about what? It's, it's so competitive it in is. that market. It is. It is, and it's a great question. And I wish I had a crystal ball, but. For, for me, um, you, you just got to ride with wherever the market is going. But um, you talk to some professionals, they'll tell you it's a, a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Somebody else will tell you we have another five years. But, I mean, eventually it will dip. History says so. Right. Um, and, but we just have to ride that wave. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I still think we have a couple of years. Let me ask you this. See, what you, what I hear, and I read between the lines a lot, and it's interesting. We had some people on Auto Deal Live, my show, we do for automotive on Thursdays, and had some dealers on, and they were talking about, you know, like a recession and different things happening in the auto business. But we had some guys on and in, 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 in that were in and in, in a girl on that was that were phenomenally strong, such as yourself, that were like, you know what, bring it on, because it it really doesn't matter. I think the great get greater during those seasons. Mm-hmm. And so what I just heard you say, and almost like in a shrugging off way, is like, you know, I really don't care. In other words, I'm going to ride it, and I'm going to I'm going to make it happen no matter what. Right. And so. If you're good at sales, mm-hmm. I think that's a good point to kind of close with. If you're good at sales and you're strong and you're aggressive and you know your stuff and you're in this 10% category, I feel bad for the average salesperson because I think they may get knocked off, but the strong will survive. I agree. Do you agree with that? I agree with that. So it's, it's imperative if you're in sales that you get strong. <laughs> if you're not strong, get strong. Listen, why do this if you're not going to do it right? I'm just such a big – it's such a big um, – 
it's, 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 I'm a stickler for that. If you're not going to do it right in sales, get out mm-hmm. because it's too tough of a gig. I mean, listen, I had someone leave uh, my organization that was here making decent, really decent money, um, and uh, but it was was just not the right fit. I mean, you know, in just bags under their eyes and, and just stressed out all the time, couldn't get any sleep. I think they would have had a heart attack, okay. you know, um, uh, if they didn't get out soon. But the bottom line is if it's not for you, get out. Mm-hmm. But if it is for you and you're at the top and you can get – if you can get good at this thing, yeah. then you can make some serious money. Yeah, and it doesn't take a lot. You know, reading mm-hmm. or, like I said, you know, doing training that you offer, it, it takes 15 minutes a day to just be consistent at something to be greater. Kevin Campbell um, asked a question. We don't, Kevin, this is going to go against the grain here, but he said, what will happen after the election to real estate? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to twist that question around because I've already kind of asked her if you see that she didn't want to go down that route because she's a salesperson that's going to make money no matter what. I think what's going to happen to you in real estate after the election? I, I don't have a clue. I mean, <laughs> she's going to make money. <laughs> I mean, She's going to make money. I mean, people aren't buying now right. because of the election. It happens every four years. So, right. you know, they really <clears throat> sit there and scratch their head and wonder why. Mm-hmm. But it's the election every time. Right. So, right. But then things are right back on track. Yeah. People want people. I think people, you know, people, uh, people are going to want homes and people are going to want. And again, and, and, and I think those that um, are the creative and those are at the top of their game are going to find ways. And again, every time something comes along and thins out the middle mm-hmm. and thins out the bottom, you know, it just it just makes that much more room for those at top and gives that much more market share. So I think someone like Lisa, someone like you that's watching, I think the answer to that question is just keep hustling, keep going, you know, just give a hundred percent. Don't stop. Don't make it about, don't be average, be an enemy to average. Show up and take action. Show up and take action. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. Lisa. Thank you so much guys. This is Lisa Marie Kennedy. Make sure you follow her. Make sure you check out her book. Listen, she's given away two first two chapters of her book to our listeners today. So if you want that, I'd recommend highly getting it because um, she is at the top of her class in her game and she knows her stuff. All right. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you. All right. See you next week. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.